Welcome to the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki and I am so excited because today I have a fellow podcaster with me. So this is Julie Polanco from the Crunchy Christian Podcast. If that's not the best name for a podcast, I don't know what, like it totally (laughs) wins. So I met Julie at a conference in 2019 and had so much fun sitting together at mealtime and chit-chatting about our different homeschool experiences. So, you know, we firmly believe there's not one right way to homeschool high school but we've never had an unschooler on the podcast before. So Julie's an unschooler and she's a crunchy Christian podcaster. So Julie, say hi and tell us about your homeschool journey. Hi, um, I have been homeschooling. This is going to be my 19th year homeschooling. I have two high school graduates. That's awesome. And I have one who's currently in high school and one who's in middle school. So um, I have a boy and a girl who've graduated and then a boy and a girl who are left. Uh, How did that work out? That's pretty (laughs) fun. Um, So uh, when I first started homeschooling, we were not really unschoolers. You know, like most homeschoolers, when they first start, they're very anxious. And and I was very anxious and, and just wanted to do it right. And I wanted to know about all the shiny things and mm-hmm. um, wanted to try everything and was very excited about being a teacher and all of that. So I... I tried a lot of different things and I have a lot of what I would call children with learning differences, Uh but I mean, Uh you know, they're, you know, commonly, you know, Asperger's, ADD, that kind of thing. Um, And uh, some dyslexia and other stuff thrown in there. But my two oldest are the ones with the ADHD and my very sort of I would say I had a little bit of a control issue, and I what I was trying with them wasn't really working. It was very curriculum-driven, and they I could see the light kind of going out, especially in my son, my oldest son. He just would say, no, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And any mm-hmm. kind of punitive or disciplinary measures I tried – they were not effective with him. He did not care about any disciplinary measures. He's like, bring it on. I'm not doing it. And God just spoke to my heart and he said, okay, you cannot continue like this. I I called you to homeschool. You cannot continue like this. This isn't how I treat you. And this boy is very obedient in everything else. So you have to do it a different way. And he showed me a different way. Mm. And that started, it was my second child who started our more unschooled journey. And I would say that a Christian schooler, it looks different than a secular unschooler in that um, we don't just let them just, you know, explore whatever the world has to throw our way. Um, there are some parameters in place, and uh, I have always had strict rules about the use of screen time and uh, doing productive learning activities and not just a sort of wasting time. It's always been about what is God put in this child to do in this world? What is their purpose? What is their passion? 
their interest, what drives this child to want to explore and discover and what what drives their curiosity. And um, my son, my oldest son in particular, he was very, it was very easy to unschool him because he's a very self-directed person. And he today uh, is a young man. People are often very amazed at him because he's got like 10 different hobbies and he's very good at them all uh-huh. because he was free to pursue those things to the depth that he wanted to. And uh, because he has some challenges that allowed him to work in his strengths mm-hmm. instead of being uh, forced to work on the weaknesses, he was he was allowed to work in his strengths and see that, yes, you know, he can succeed. He can be really good at things and in spite of the challenges that he faces and so he um, he really it was the evidence that this could this could really work and and it's God's testament to how he 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 takes a situation and when you allow him to work he can completely turn it around and bring people who are at odds together to have a close relationship and it, he's also a testament of how. If you speak to a child's strengths and allow them to work in that, that they can do anything that's in them to do. And God perfectly creates that person with the right things to be able to succeed, the right mix. Um, so my oldest daughter, because of her brother uh, and his very sort of strong-willed nature, she also was because she's a little more passive. Um, She also uh, had the opportunity to pursue more of her passions and and dig in with that too. And her journey was a little bit different, but we saw some changes with her as well in terms of the lights coming back on and seeing her pursue more things that were in her to do as well. And, And we worked hard to nurture those things. And now at the younger ones, they didn't have to go through that path of sort of being pushed into a mold that didn't work for them and then having to pull them out of that. They never had that experience. Those those two have been able to uh, to just embrace it right on. And interestingly enough, they all need some level of structure, and that's kind of another mythology around uh, unschooling is that it's just sort of a free-for-all, and there's no routine yeah. organization or anything like that. Yeah. Well, I like to compare it to a vacation. So, you know, when you go on vacation, you have more fun if you plan it, really. You know where you're going, and you you plan where you're going to stay the night, and you take a look at what there is to offer at the place. You know, you know, you know what you're going to do and you get your airplane tickets or your plan out your driving vacation. Well, it's kind of like that, you know, vacation, you're going there because you want to go and uh, because you want to have fun and, but you still have some kind of a structure in place to make sure that you do have fun and that you Mm -hmm. get to do the things that you want to do. And so unschooling, in my opinion, it you accomplish more and you have more success with that style if you do have some kind of goals 
if you do have some kind of routine, um, as I mentioned, I did not allow them to just, you know, watch TV all day or anything like that. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) And I really try to emphasize to people that, you know, that's entertainment. That's not learning. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, we have educational videos and, uh, you know, programs and things like that. But watching TV or playing video games as entertainment, that's God didn't put your child here for that. So and he I knew that about my kids. And, um, you know, a lot of children with ADD really like to play a lot of video games. But because I didn't allow it, that forced them to really dig into, okay, what what is it that I really do want to uh, do? And, you know, boredom is the mother of invention. Yes. They had to figure out how to, what to do with themselves. And so getting back to the organization, that enables you, if you have things like that in mind, that enables you to organize your day so that the kids, they have things that God wants to work in them. They have their passions and pursuits and having a plan helps them to reach those goals, helps them to develop those skills. And there needs to be some collaboration between parents and children to help set those things in place. So it's not a, a, a totally top-down parent-imposed, yeah. but it's the children are agreeing too that yeah, that's a great idea. And we're going to, this is my, my best time of day is in the afternoon. So how about I do my, my uh, hard things in the afternoon? Cause you know, or maybe it's the morning, but having, having a plan in place helps. It's just the plan that is very personalized to your kids and your family and not something that comes from without that may not be the best fit. Mm-hmm. Um, my younger two are more aspy, they're more Asperger's. And so they have to have uh, some kind of a plan because they want to know what they're doing before it comes. So their experience mm-hmm. has been a little bit different than the more spontaneous children with ADD. It's been a real ride, the difference between these two sets of kids. But um, but they still choose the things that they're doing, and they're still encouraged in their passions and interests. Um, It just looks a little different because it's personalized to them, just like, you know, we try to do in in, no matter what homeschooling style we're doing, we try to make match the learning with the children but for them there it looks a little bit different so that yeah it's it's kind of evolved a little bit as we've gone along but we came into it because the lord had pressed it on my heart that i needed to change in order to regain the heart of my son and uh and my daughter too well that's that's what i really appreciate is that there's not one right way to homeschool high school. And you listen to what God was saying to your heart about what your unique kids needed. And I think that's really at the heart of all of us homeschool moms is we want to help our kids have the education that they need. And we want to follow God 
in that. I love the way you 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 developed, helped the kids have the opportunity to develop their interests and that y'all collaborated together. And that's one of the best things about homeschooling is to, to see that educational light come on in their eyes and them fulfill who God made them to be. So what are some of the, can you give some examples of some cool things your high schoolers have explored as they developed interests? Well, my oldest son, I have been talking about, he, we gave uh, college, and not college, excuse me, I can't give college credit, um, <laughs> but uh, we gave credit to him for a series of 3D modeling designs. He created a 3D modeling portfolio. He So he learned the software for how to do 3D modeling in the first place. And then he also did a program at the Adler Planetarium here in the Chicago area uh-huh. and that was uh, a little bit more of developing that, but their emphasis was more on 3D animation. So he learned mm-hmm. that aspect too. And he brought it together and he did a series of, of animations. One was uh, an, a 3D angel that looked, it looks like a warrior. I mean, this is a warrior angel. I was very impressed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he did an entire chess set, a 3D chess set. And he did uh, a few other smaller type projects, but he was able to go all in and learn the software and create these different kinds of characters. And then he he didn't tell me this until recently, but he did develop some templates for creating animations and sold them and made some money off of what he what he was <laughs> learning. So so he became sort of a a base level expert in some ways. I mean, there's always room to learn more and improve, but he he learned quite a lot and these were pretty detailed uh, models that he had made. He also um, did a YouTube channel for some time and uh, had some subscribers and learned a lot about doing video editing and using green screen and the uh, the time lapse and things like that. He, he learned a lot of video techniques through doing that. He also worked on a graphic novel. Oh. Now he, oh. he's the one that has, uh, he has dyslexia. So for him, creating the drawings and doing the storyline, but you know, it's less writing because yeah. it's a graphic novel. That was a great project for him, and so he he worked on that. Um, my oldest daughter for high school, uh, she she did some community classes at the Field Museum and at the Museum of Science and Industry, and mm. she learned how to use Makey Makey and GarageBand. She learned how to use Pro Tools music uh, editing, mm-hmm. audio editing uh, software. She did some projects with them. And she also did the NaNoWriMo, uh, which is the National Novel Writers Month. Mm-hmm. And she wrote uh, a, a novella. So it was like an 80 to 100 page book in a month. 
And uh, that mm. project plus she worked with a community organization that had authors partnered with the students and they wrote mm. short stories that then were published in a compilation that was for sale in the store. Cool. So she did a lot of neat things too. So they both did, it sounds like they all, all they did was art stuff, but um, I would just say that my son is now, doing he's in he got accepted to praxis and is working uh, on that apprenticeship for a, a business position so he's going to be doing some kind of marketing or sales type of work for a startup so that's a little he's taking his artistic skills and applying it to business and my older daughter is enrolled in a nuclear uh, medicine technologist program uh, mm. at the community mm -hmm. college so she's she's chosen to move into the medical field so um that's also a little bit of inter an interesting take on that because uh, a lot of of the mythology around unschooling is that all of the that they're all artsy or something but you know and that's partially true i feel that to some extent that is there is some truth to that because you know artsy folks are kind of they walk to the tune of a different drummer a little bit. And it's perfectly okay. But they but they're not pursuing art art careers. So you, you can do things uh, a little differently that way and they can still enter into fields that are not artistic. Yeah. 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 You you have not limited their future in any way, but you gave them the high school that they needed. Yes. That's why we're homeschooling. And so I really appreciate that. So Julie, tell us about the Crunchy Christian podcast. Well, I am also a trained master herbalist and I absolutely love plants. And um, while I am an advocate for natural learning, i.e., you know, the unschooling type model, um, I also Real, I'm really an advocate for natural health and medicine. And so because of my herbalist background and I have a long history with trees and plants going back to childhood, that's, I just, that's my passion. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I just, I want to share that passion with Christians. I feel there is a real need for a Christian perspective, mm -hmm. especially since a lot of the herbal type websites I come across tend to be associated with pagan beliefs, particularly mm -hmm. witchcraft and uh, magic and other kinds of uh, pagan ideas. And I feel that a Christian perspective is really needed because God made those plants. He sure did. God made the plants. God made the, the trees. He made all of that as in service to man. And we need to take that back. We need to own it as ours. It's it's a and it's mm -hmm. it's monks that kept that knowledge when it was almost lost, mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. many centuries ago. So, mm -hmm. it's it's a Christian. It's Christian fundamentally. So I mm -hmm. I felt that it's time to step up and share that knowledge and share it from a Christian perspective. 
so that's what that show is about. So I, I talk about things from gardening and to the herbs themselves, the different herbs and essential oils, of course, as well. So um, so it, it runs from growing them to using them and harvesting them and, and all of that. So I have a lot of fun and I, I hope that people will join me there. <laughs> Yeah, you can you know look at her podcast page, and she has uh, you know episodes on dandelion uses and benefits. Like we all have dandelions in our yards, and I I leave my dandelions alone so that the pollinators can get to them. Mm-hmm. And now I can you know find out okay, so the after the pollinators are through, what what can I do with those dandelions and bug bite remedies and all kinds of things. So it's a a fun show to check out. So check out the Crunchy Christian Podcast right here on the Ultimate Podcast Network. So, okay. All right. So Julie, other places that people can connect with you? Well, I'm on almost every platform. So um, Instagram, it's successful.unschooler. And then I'm on Facebook and YouTube. And it's just Julie Naturally on either of those. And also the same on Pinterest. So the, all, all of those platforms, uh, you can find me. So we will put links to everything in the show notes. So Julie, thank you for taking out your busy homeschool day schedule <laughs> to, uh, to talk to us. And we just look forward to everybody checking her podcast out, the Crunchy Christian Podcast. And we will see you guys next week. This has been the Homeschool High School Podcast. Brought to you by 7sistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. <laughs>